Welcome to another edition of Exploring Mind and Body. As always, I'm your host, True Form's Drew Tadia, fitness expert. Be sure to find me on Twitter at Drew Tadia at True Form Life. Find our Facebook page, True Form Life. And you can always find more information on trueformlife.com. What do we have going on today? We're talking about True Form's challenge. We're going to talk about the fear of testing and measuring. And I'm going to get up close and personal with you about all the details and everything I went through to write and release my new book, Detoxify Yourself. All that and so much more coming up on... This is Exploring Mind and Body with True Form's Drew Tadia, fitness expert on 96.5 CKFM. All right, in this segment, I want to talk more about the challenge the True Form members have been involved in the last couple of weeks. If you haven't heard, most of our True Form members have joined a fitness challenge. I didn't want this to be a weight loss challenge because I don't feel you get a whole lot out of only losing weight. I rarely do anything that entails a quick drop 10 pounds, unless, of course, it comes naturally, which it rarely does. My goal for this challenge was to encourage those who entered to live a healthier lifestyle. Again, not to lose a few pounds quickly because that usually means when the challenge is over, the weight loss comes right back as a weight gain. Helping people live healthier lives is what I do. And that's exactly what this challenge has to offer. We use a different approach to measure besides just the scale. We measure inches, resting heart rate, and meal points. I wanted to find a way to track food because you need the whole picture if you want to get the results you're after. Nutrition plays a key role. It wouldn't be enough to exercise all week and not change your eating habits. So my plan was to encourage those who want to make a difference in their lives to eat better too. I decided to use the Complete Truth Protein Facebook page for the contestants to post their pictures to share with everyone. This does a number of things. This encourages a person to make better food choices if they know everyone is going to see it. It also helps people to understand there is time to prepare meals and to post them, putting more time and effort into your own health. Numerous people show their food at least three times a day when they post their meals that they make. And lastly, and probably most importantly, I wanted to build a strong, encouraging, supportive community of people coming together to inspire and motivate one another. I'd encourage you to check out the Complete Truth Protein Facebook page. You'll quickly find out the members have done exactly that. They've posted all kinds of different healthy food ideas, from smoothies to snack meals, from homemade granola bars to homemade soup. I'm very proud of what they've been able to accomplish in only a couple short weeks. I get private emails all the time of people watching the posts and seeing what others are eating. People tell me they've been inspired to start eating healthier and start cooking their own meals. I say it all the time. There's power in numbers. Together we can change lives for the better. Together we can encourage others to live healthier. Together we can inspire, motivate, and make a difference. Together we can move mountains. So along with the challenge we just talked about, comes testing. This is a scary word to most people. When I asked around what's so scary or why people dread the testing day, most people said they fear seeing negative results. They worry that all their hard work hasn't paid off. That doesn't sound all that bad to me, but it might to you. So let's go over some ways to kick that fear and avoid wanting to avoid testing day. First of all, I really feel that if you confront whatever your fear is, you'll find out it's not that bad. It's the whole avoidance that's what's most scary. A quick and easy thing to do is write a list of all the things you're scared of. By doing this, you might find out there isn't many things on your list. Or after you write them down, you'll find out they aren't so bad. 
I tried to ask everyone what the big deal was, what the problem was with testing. And in response, I didn't get a wide array of answers. People didn't have an answer or they were worried they wouldn't see positive results. Those that didn't have an answer may not have wanted to share, which is perfectly fine. But I really feel they didn't have an answer because they didn't know why they were scared of testing. The answer probably has something to do with the negative connotation weighing and measuring has. Most people don't want to get on the scale in front of other people. They certainly don't want to record it, and they don't want their weight to be tracked. This is all understandable to a degree, because all the measurements we put together, being resting heart rate, food posts, inches, and scale, won't lie. If you haven't been putting in the time and effort, the results won't end up the way you want them to. So I can see how a person wouldn't want that to exactly be tracked because we don't want to be accountable if we haven't exactly been keeping up with what we know we should be doing. But I don't think that's a problem. The majority of the people playing along are doing what they should be. They're working hard and putting in time and effort. So let's look at this from a different angle. All testing and weigh-ins are for is to tell you whether what you're doing or not is working. It's not to tell you you've been slacking. It's not to tell you you haven't been working hard enough. And it's not to discipline you for whatever reason. I think there's just some good reasons why people avoid or fear a weigh-in session. Think of this as a baseline session. All this is going to do is give you information on what's working and what isn't. If you're not seeing the results you want, then you're going to have to change something. That might mean to clean up your diet. It may be to increase your cardio. It may mean you need to be more active. Or it may be to add another resistance training to your weekday. We're so hard on ourselves. If we don't see the results we want, immediately we're upset. We're deterred. We lose interest. We think of ourselves as a failure and so on. First of all, we should understand that we aren't a failure if we don't see the results we want. Many times there are results, but we're set on such a big difference. After only a couple weeks, we set ourselves up for failure. We don't give ourselves a chance to succeed. We should try to understand if we don't see the results we're after, we need to make a change. It could be something very small, but if you want to see a difference, something has to change. A lot of people do the same thing over and over again and are seeing results, but they don't make any adjustments. They don't try anything new. They are willing to put in more time or more effort. If exercise alone doesn't help you lose weight, you'll have to do something about your nutrition. If your food looks good and you're exercising without cardio, adding cardio sessions is something that should be tried. If you think you're doing everything you should be doing and still aren't seeing results, there's got to be adjustments somewhere. You're going to have to put in more effort somewhere. You're going to have to put in more time or you're going to have to change whatever it is you're up to. These are all adjustments to find out what works best for you. It's not good enough to say, I'm trying, and expect to see all the results you want. You have to keep adjusting. You have to keep changing your routines to find out what works and what doesn't. Our bodies are basically an experiment. We need to try things to see if they work. Not everything is going to work for everyone. Everyone is different. Everyone has a different metabolism rate. Everyone reacts differently to certain foods. We all put on weight at a different rate, and we all lose it at different ways too. So just because you're doing something exactly like someone else who has seen a bunch of results doesn't mean you will. If something's not working, you have to try something else to see if it works. So try not to think of testing day as something scary or a negative thing. Think of it as a day you get to find out if what you've been doing is working. And if it's not, that day is an opportunity to try something else. Changes are possible. I promise you that. You can have the body you want. You can live energized, self-confident, and be that person you aspire to. All you have to do is make adjustments and keep improving on what's working and cut out what isn't. All the best to your day of measurements. 
Exploring mind and body with True Form's Drew Tadia would not be possible without the help from the following sponsors. AG Foods in Gidsbury, CLC Fitness Center, Health Street in the Cornerstone Shopping Center Olds, and Shoppers Drug Mart. Working together to help build a healthier tomorrow. For more information on True Form Life, Drew Tadia, or how to become a sponsor of Exploring Mind and Body, visit trueformlife.com. I had a couple interviews about my new book, Detoxify Yourself, and hopefully more to come. But I wanted to give you my perspective, along with some details on what actually went on behind the scenes when I was working on it. I think I've gotten to where I am by being real and honest. I don't ever plan on changing that approach because that's who I am. My favorite thing about writing this book is that it finally came to fruition. Something that really inspires me is a kind of alchemist approach. Not exactly, but I like the thought. The definition of alchemy is the influential philosophical tradition whose early practitioners claimed to profound powers were known from antiquity. The defining objects of alchemy are varied. These include the creation of the fabled philosopher's stone, possessing powers including the capability of turning base metals into noble metals like gold or silver, as well as the elixir of life, <laughs> conferring youth and longevity. The main point I'm getting at is alchemy is turning one thing into another or something that isn't worth anything into something that's priceless. This definition came from wikipedia.org. I didn't exactly change a physical thing into something more precious like gold, but what I did do is make something out of nothing. I made a thought into a physical substance, which is incredible to me. There was nothing, then there was something, beginning only with a thought. I used to think, why doesn't everyone write a book until I wrote one? A second one for that matter. But the first one I co-wrote and we hired a graphic designer. So there was help. I wrote that particular book with holistic nutritionist Rick Kohut and it's called Elevate Your Health. It's time for change. Something I'm still proud of today, which had its own ups and downs that I do appreciate. So much time and effort goes into writing a book. It's kind of personal for me to write down my thoughts, ideas, and beliefs. For me to share with everyone that picks it up how I believe we should live and how I personally live. I consider myself an introvert in most cases. My profession doesn't allow an extreme case, but trust me when I say big crowds make me very uncomfortable. Usually small talk is half scary because I rarely know what to say and sitting alone writing or reading a book is considered heavenly to me. In most cases, it's difficult being more of a public figure, very small mind you, but living in a small town makes that notion grow for the only fact that you run into the same people all the time. And me being me, minding my own business, not paying attention to everyone walking by, I imagine it could come across as a little conceited, which is certainly not my intention. I began writing this book because it seemed like everywhere I went, someone asked me for a meal plan. They wanted to know how I eat and what I thought was a clean diet. So I decided to write a two-week meal plan. Funny, right? Who writes a two-week meal plan? Once I got going, I found myself at around 50 pages, which is okay by me. Still seemed a little short, if I wanted to consider this a real book, but then I started talking about the food industry, what we should know about it, what we should avoid, of course, which led me to other toxins that are not only in food, but in cosmetics we use every day. And I'm not talking about just makeup. I'm talking about soap and lotion as well. I continued on with my research on this and that. Of course, I heavily believe in the mind, mind over matter, mind and body, etc. You can't have one without the other. I always believe the mind controls the body. So I added the mental detox the toxic thoughts we think and how to clear them. All this leads to stress on the mind and body, along with sleep habits, stress, and so on. Interviewers wanted to know why I wrote the book, and the first thing that came to mind was knowledge. 
I believe industries, societies, etc. deceive us. They purposely don't give us the facts they should. Of course, they'd go out of business if they did, but nonetheless, if you're making a product that's harmful, give your head a shake. I have no patience for those companies that mass produce health foods <laughs> that have absolutely no consideration to what's happening to the consumer using their products. I want to make it very clear that harmful toxins are among us every day in the products we consume and absorb. Don't get me wrong, I don't entirely blame them. We're at fault also. We choose not to educate ourselves, which means we have to take some of the blame also. We have that responsibility and don't take it. So without a doubt, I believe there's direct correlation between these toxins and not only obesity, but child obesity, the growing trend of medication prescribed, depression, and just plain feeling unenergized throughout the day. We wait and hope for the day to be over. We no longer dream for a vitalized life. We accept whatever misery we're in. We are okay with taking a pill and dealing with the side effects. The drive-thru is fine, not thinking about the children you're affecting, not only harming their health, but not giving them the tools they need to eat healthier, i.e. teaching them how to cook. The time excuse always seems to be good enough not to take action. When this book seemed close, I was about six weeks out. So each week I pushed on like a sprint to get to the finish line, thinking I was close to the end. Little did I know I was a month and a half away. Every spare hour I had was spent on this book, editing, formatting, resourcing, and researching. I stopped to go to my appointments and continue with my income being personal training and classes. At times, I wouldn't have gotten through the day without the positive people I'm surrounded by. I might have skipped out on this or that, meaning being with friends and family. At times, I didn't shower, eat, or work out. <laughs> Seriously, though, when you get rolling and you have that inspiration and momentum, you don't want anything to stop it because there are days when the last thing you want to do is make one more change or add one more thing. The help I mentioned in the acknowledgements of the book really made it possible. I couldn't have done it without these people, period. They helped me push on when I couldn't find the energy. They inspired me when they were actually using the plan, helped with edits, formatting, and ideas. Absolutely everything they did was more than I could say. It might be my face and my name on the book, but this is just as much theirs as it is mine. They believed in it, they believed in me. And the whole time, they put energy towards it. How could it not be? Money, what people seldom talk about for whatever reason, I could probably write a book about, <laughs> is something else people want to hear. The fact of the matter is, there isn't a lot of money in writing a book. In fact, what's invested to get back in return will likely be very hard to come by. I mean, time alone, there were days I worked eight to 10 hours eating while I wrote. And that was only the last six weeks. This book started well over a year ago. The price margin is very small, and what's most difficult to deal with is when people are surprised when you tell them the price, like they were looking for it to be on Amazon for $5. I guess that goes along with the people that want a free copy, which I'm very fortunate not to have to deal with very much. I have a very loving and supportive surroundings who actually want to give me money and support and don't want to hear me say it doesn't cost anything. You get the odd person, which is where I wish there was a word or a feeling you could share just for an instant of how much of you is actually in this book and they want it for free. Selling 5,000 copies is a successful book in Canada. Will I reach that? I suppose time will tell. If it's not this book, I'm sure there'll be another one on its way at some point, which will have that opportunity. To make real money on a book, you have to buy thousands. So you get a really cheap rate, which increases the profit margin something I'm not interested in at the moment. I'm not sure if I'm supposed to share this as an author. 
I haven't found too many authors that would give me actual price details, but whatever. I bought 75 books. That's it. I don't know the exact protocol, but I wanted to get them out to friends, family, clients, and those support me to see how they liked it. Make some edits, send them out to get some reviews, and go from there. You know what always ceases to amaze me? Is the support that surrounds me. My friends, family, followers, those that believe in me, all them coming together, this first order is sold. I couldn't be more grateful for the people that support me. To be quite honest with you, it was scary when I ordered these books. I didn't know what to order. I didn't know what five or 10 books would sell. I had no idea what, what a big number was. So for these 75 to be spoken for, I can't tell you how much that makes me feel. Financially, this is a big investment for me, which I'll be happy to break even on. I explained earlier why I wrote the book. It had very little to do with finances. My goal, if you read anything I write or hear what I talk about, is giving a different perspective on changing your life for the better. My only hope is that people start to realize making changes for your health is possible with little steps and a constant effort for sustainable results. I talked to Dan Millman briefly before I started my last six-week sprint. First, he quoted Somerset Maugham. There are three essential rules for writing a successful novel. Unfortunately, no one knows what they are. <laughs> I like that one. And lastly, he said, your responsibility is to not publish this book until you're certain it is the best you can do. These are great words of advice. And I'll stand tall knowing I did exactly that. I got to say a quick shout out to Leah. Uh, Leah, I ran into your mom at the bank and she told me you listen to your show every Sunday. And uh, I couldn't be more grateful for that. Thanks so much, Leah. And I'm going to talk about a whole segment on that and how much I appreciate that in the future. So if you'd like to send me a note, maybe your parents could help you uh, write me an email at drewtadia at gmail.com. If anyone else has any requests or comments, I'd love to hear feedback. So please feel free to contact me. So that's all we have this evening to wrap things up. I'll be sure to tune in next week for some more health and fitness tips. As always, I'm your host, True Forms Drew Tadia, fitness expert in health and fitness for a better world. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to Exploring Mind and Body with True Forms Drew Tadia, fitness expert. For more on True Forms Drew Tadia, visit trueformlife.com or call 403-510-4915. Exploring Mind and Body with True Form Life's Drew Tadia would not be possible without the help of GDK Gravel and Sand. GDK Gravel and Sand, now offering all products in half and one yard bags. Give them a call today for more information. 1-877-335-2091.